you know, we're adults, we should know how to schedule, and it's really just being a considerate person, actually. This is the Hello 20s podcast. My name is Yan, and I'm your host. I'm an online content creator trying to navigate life while in my 20s and sprinkling a little knowledge and wisdom here and there. Let's face it, we don't have it all figured out, but we can learn a little from each other along the way, and I'm so glad you guys are tuning in on today's podcast. Hello friends, welcome to this week's episode of Hello 20s. This week I am sharing with you all the five advice I would give my younger self and even my friends when it comes to dating or dating guys specifically because I can only talk about my own personal experience. But sometimes when I think back to the past men I have met in my life or had any romantic connection with, I feel like Whoever is writing my story is writing a rom-com because things happen with weird coincidences and I would just appreciate if the author could give me more romance and less comedy. (laughs) But hey, it's always fun to look back on them and tell stories about them, I guess. I don't share much on my dating life because I personally want to put that boundary there in terms of what I talk about on the podcast um, and share online but I thought I could share some lessons I've learned throughout my 20s in regards to dating. Um, I would say I have grown and learned a lot since 20 and although I can't go back and tell myself these things I can always share them with you and take them with me as I move forward. So when I think back to my early 20s I think about how At that time, I thought I knew a lot, but as you really live life and go through these situations where you thought you knew how you should navigate things, um, you realize that in those moments, well, retrospect when you look back, you realize that in those moments, you actually didn't know as much as you thought you did. And so dating the wrong people and people who are not good for you teaches you a lot, but of course, in the moment when you are I don't want to say in love because I was never really in love with these people but (laughs) when you are infatuated or when you have a crush when you have those rose colored glasses on it's hard to identify the red flags and I do want to note that dating and relationships can be or is very complex there's always exceptions to these advice but This is from my personal experience and I think our past definitely shapes how we proceed moving forward with dating and relationships in our future. Anyways, the first lesson is always, always, always trust someone's actions over their words. Now, pretty words are nothing when they aren't backed up by actions and this advice may be very simple very forward something that's like yeah duh of course but there have been times when I had a strong hunch I was being lied to deceived gaslighted and of course when you like someone you want to give them the benefit of doubt and another chance to make things work another chance to I guess prove themselves but also prove to yourself that no, they're not this liar or they're not gaslighting you. No, they're not deceiving you, right? But if you stay quiet and let them do what it is they want to do, you'll soon recognize patterns. Their actions are going to tell you things that their words are trying to cover up. And I think 
That's the best indicator of someone's character and who they are is based on their actions, not just their actions around you because that can be a facade at times, especially in the early stages of dating, but what they do when they aren't around you, how they act around their friends or other people. When someone's actions align with their words that they say, it builds trust and that is super important in a relationship, a romantic relationship, but I also think that if you want to have a relationship with anybody, you got to have trust in it, right? Because why would you want to be friends with someone you can't even trust? Actions are good indicators as to how much they are willing to make things work, but also how much they want you as a part of their life. So don't let those rose-colored glasses blind you, okay? Take their actions for what they are and leave if it is not what you want, okay? The second one is that first dates are supposed to be fun. Fortunately, I haven't encountered a bad first date, like knock on wood. Of course, first dates can be nerve-wracking. There are times when it's like two or three hours before the date where I want to back out, but honestly, that's just the introvert in me, um, but they always turn out fine, if not better than I have thought. And as I have gone on more first dates, I see it as just meeting, meeting a friend, right? It takes, when you see it that way, it takes a lot of the pressure off. And when you show up as yourself, like you would with a friend, there's not like this, you're more at ease, at least I am. And that's how I frame first dates as. And when you just show up as yourself like you would with a friend, you don't really try too hard to impress or put up a front because you want them to like you as the person that you are, the personality that you naturally have, and not this, you know, played up character. So that's how I like to treat my first dates as just meeting up with a friend that you haven't seen in a very long time and you guys are just catching up. Be fun, be casual, be spontaneous, just enjoy yourself. Because my best first date was really all of that. You know, he took the initiative, he planned, but when we arrived, things did not go exactly as planned. Um, but we just rolled with it and spent the whole day roaming the city instead, going to museums, made up stories and jokes, had dinner, and it was honestly one of my favorite like first dates ever. Even though things didn't go as planned initially. Just have fun. That's the whole purpose of first dates is to have fun and to meet someone new. You don't need to have all the pressure of like, oh my gosh, this is the first date. I need to impress this person. Um, and I need to, I don't know. Like, I feel like there can be a lot of pressure when it comes to first dates, but ever since I've change my mindset of I'm just meeting this person like I'm meeting any of one of my friends I haven't caught up in a long time it takes off so much of the pressure and everybody can just be at ease there's like breathing room and you can just talk about anything and you can really get to know that person for who they are without like all this nervousness and you don't have all these nerves within you as well but that's just how I frame first dates for myself the third advice is something I would have told myself in my early 20s and honestly it feels so dumb to say this but it's to prioritize and focus more on whether you like this person for who they are rather than worrying so much on whether they like you. When I 
look back on my early 20s, I feel like most of the time, especially in the beginning stages of getting to know a guy and going on dates, I was more concerned about making sure and hoping I was liked. And I think when you're young, you want to be liked by people. And I think especially in your early 20s and while you're in college, sometimes there's this like ambiguous, do they like me? Do they not? Like make signals, right? And when you're in those situations where there's doubt and uncertainty, I think that's a sign to focus more on what it is that you like about them versus being in your mind and worrying if they like you or not. You might even go out of your way to impress them, to get like validation or like confirmation that, oh yes, they are interested in you. And in those situations, when things don't work out, there was one question I asked myself and that was, what did you like most about them? And for some, I really didn't have a solid answer. And I think maybe infatuation played a part in some cases, but at the end of the day, when you're dating someone, you're dating to get to know them and figure out if they have the characteristics that you want in a partner. If you are more worried about whether they like you or not, then you aren't giving enough time and energy to yourself and figure out what it is that you like and don't like about them and whether you see this person in your future. If their actions are causing you to question if they like you or not or you're getting mixed signals, you feel uncertainty, either have a conversation with them to clear things up or ask yourself if their actions are worth the confusion because there's nothing more draining than being confused. I think it's just the people-pleasing tendency as well. You know, worrying so much more about whether people like you versus just moving along if someone doesn't like you. If you show up as your authentic self and they are uncertain about you, they're sending you mixed signals, then why would you want to be with somebody like that? You don't need to drain your energy, clog up your mental space just to win them over or prove them wrong, or prove that you're worthy, it's just silly at this point, you know? You don't need to bend over, what, what's that phrase? Bend over backwards? Yeah, you don't need to bend over backwards just to, I don't know. You, you need to focus on whether you like this person or not, and if their actions, them sending you mixed signals is something that is worth dealing with because most of the time it's not. You also have to ask yourself, is this behavior they are displaying attractive? Do you think the behavior of someone sending mixed signals is more attractive than someone who is secure and sure about their feelings for you? This push and pull type of behavior will trigger or develop an anxious attachment in you and if you don't feel secure about someone and their feelings for you, then they're not the right person for you and they probably have their own things that they need to figure out. So let them go. Let it all go. You deserve someone who is secure and will make you feel at ease when you're with them and you don't need that type of behavior in your life. You have more to deal with. You have more things to juggle. You don't need to add this one in because it's going to get messy and it's not going to have a good outcome. 
All right, the fourth advice is also something I would give my early 20s, and that is to not put your life on hold for someone who is flaky or unsure. Again, I have learned from my early 20s, but if someone who you're getting to know and you're in this early stage of dating, if they're flaky, they're not consistent, don't adjust your plans to them. If your friends want to hang out with you, but you're not sure if you should confirm those plans with them because you're waiting on this person to hit you up, you know, we're adults. We should know how to schedule, and it's really just being a considerate person, actually. For sure, things can pop up and stuff, and I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who is inconsistent and have a habit of that. Um, and, you know, I'm all for spontaneous dates and whatnot, but if someone is being inconsiderate of your time, they are probably not worth your time. Value your time because that's all we really have and that is something we will never get back. None of us will. So give it to those that are sure about you and want you a part of their life and want to spend those moments with you. There is a reason why everyone says time is valuable because time is something we are given now but we'll never get back and you can use your time to pursue your own passions spend time with loved ones or explore new experiences and opportunities that can shape your future positively you shouldn't be someone's backup plan especially when it comes to dating all right and then lastly the fifth advice is you can't give someone more and think they'll finally turn around and understand your worth in other words, you can't give someone more of something they don't want or value. It's natural to want to give this person the best of ourselves. We may go above and beyond to show our love, our affection, hoping that our efforts will be reciprocated and appreciated. However, sometimes we find ourselves in a situation where they don't seem to value or appreciate what we're giving them. It's a tough pill to swallow and accept that some people just don't want what you're able to give them or they don't want that with you, as harsh as that may be to hear. I like to think about it this way. Say someone offers me a expensive vintage watch and you can give me a long talk about how valuable it is, how beautiful it is, all the specs, all the diamonds, all the gold, and you know, how many people are on the wait list for this and so forth. But I don't want it. I don't really care about watches. No matter how great it is, I just don't want it. Or at least I don't like value it enough to want it. And it doesn't take away the value of the watch just because I don't want it. Because I'm sure someone will see the value of it and take it and love it and cherish it and will wear it better than I would. And that goes the same with a relationship with anyone but most importantly romantic ones. You deserve to be with someone who appreciates and values you for who you are and the efforts you put in and just how great of a person you are in that relationship. No matter how great you are, you can't force someone to see your worth if they are not willing or able to do so. All right, well, that is the end of today's episode. Thank you for listening as always. I appreciate you and I'll chat with you in the next episode. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode of Hello 20s. Let's get connected and continue our conversation over on social media. The links are in the show notes, so you're only one click away. I hope to see you there and I'll talk to you guys in my next episode.